you guys had to have armed security、mm-hmm. because somebody broke into your house. Yeah. What happened there? Yeah, I had multiple.、Um, had a lot of different people trying to break into the house the days after it happened, and 95% of the fans and people out there at Oklahoma or anybody else are great. But、yeah. you, you typically always have that. That percentage that that at times take it too far. Obviously, this was one of those instances. I heard you got packages, and then they got your nine-year-old's number.、Um, like, what was the scariest part for you? Yeah, just my family's safety. I didn't care about the house. I didn't care about anything else. Just their safety, and we thought we were gonna because we wanted the girls to be able to finish out school、um, just because the semester was almost over. And as that stuff transpired, we said, "No, we got to get them the hell out of here as fast as we can." Well, there's your big story of the day. We didn't ask for that to be the big story of the day, yet here we are.、Uh, just like last hour, we're not gonna spend the. Majority of the hour on it, but for those of you that、uh, haven't been listening today, that's what Lincoln Riley said in a podcast that dropped today. That there were multiple people that essentially tried to break into his house in the days following his announcement that he was leaving OU to go to USC. And for what it's worth, good reporting、uh, by George Stoya. He tweeted out、uh, about 45 minutes ago. I spoke with Norman PD just now. They did receive calls for quote. Suspicious activity at the Riley home on December seventeenth and December nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Three weeks after his departure from OU, there was not an official incident or police reports. Do with that as you will. So I don't know how you read into that, Travis. If you think even less of Lincoln Riley's claims right there, but just kind of from the Norman PD, it says, well, there was twice suspicious activities, but it didn't seem like there was anything more than than just that. Well, and and the house was already on the market and being shown before December even turned on the calendar. So, I mean, it, it's it it stinks to high heaven. It's BS. And like like I said in the last hour, it is it is so low. You are you are a legitimate bad person if you are trying to paint a picture that OU fans were out to physically hurt. Your elementary school age children would never happen. I mean, would never happen. Just, just low. I hope that I hope that pe- some people nationally, I hope, are over this story and are at least willing to consider that he might be full of crap. Jeez, how about a like? We're we're just trying to get past the six and seven season here, man. That's that's all we're trying to do around here. Trying to talk about how much better the defense is. All excited about the the special teams, and this is too. Off the field, or I guess one was technically on the field, but y- you know what I mean. There, two incidents in the past what five days that we've had to focus more on than the actual team. God, the the, the drama yeah, going、geez. on right now. I'm, I'm like over it. Yeah, it's. I'll tell you what. It. I think.、Uh... I don't know. Did did Jeff Levy、uh, release that podcast?、Uh, get <laughs> Maybe. The,、uh, <laughs> Maybe get the conversation off、yeah. uh, uh, him and his play calling and anything else that we might be talking about. It's yeah, it's been a dramatic last couple days, man. I mean, it's we need this Tulsa game to get here quickly.、Jeez. I'm glad it happened this week and not the week of like Texas or something, though. Yeah, well, I'm sure something will happen on Saturday for us to、uh, talk、something. about post game. Something I, will. I, I I don't doubt that one bit. Um, someone's asking,、um, what was was the suspicious activity? Just a guy trying to get his grill back. If if you don't mind,、um, would you 
kind of recount the story and your experience of going back to the house to get your two smokers back after after that whole incident? Yeah, so I had I, I had nothing to do with that brisket, that Easter brisket first and foremost. <laughs> but I had been I had been smoking Wagyu tomahawks on two different occasions. First at his first house, the one that was uh, um, not quite at the back of the neighborhood, but almost. Um, that was for Champion Barbecue. We cooked tomahawks for all the official visitors. And then during the Nebraska game, obviously, that was a morning game, which is why we're going to the SEC, right? So 11 a.m. Nebraska, I end up cooking again for the official visitors that are in town for that. So they're at his big new house at the very back of a very secure neighborhood. And, uh, yeah, I left him there because he was like, oh, we're going to be doing this every time we have OVs. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm not going to lug them back and forth if we're going to do this consistently. And he's like, okay, cool. Let's, I'll put them in the garage and whatnot. So, anyways, that, when he moved, that was my instant thought is, oh, crap, he's got my, he's got my smokers. So, anyways, I started reaching out to people. You know, I, I didn't want to be too, you know, too direct with people in the program because i didn't know what was going on i didn't want to be like hey i know this just shook the bedrock of the ou football program but hey what about me so so i didn't talk to any of them uh for the most part i you know mentioned it i found out who was showing the house what real estate agent was working with them so i got with him had them confirmed that they were there in the garage and then was trying to get a time to go get them but the the family had said that it was they had been paying attention to the Twitter spaces, and everybody in the spaces had been like, "Take a dump in his lawn," <laughs> like do all this stuff. So I was wow. like, "I was like, look, man, I just want, I just want my property back. Like, it's it's not a big deal. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do anything to your house or anything like that. Like, so uh, we pull up the day we're going to go get them. Me and my buddy Jake drive down to Norman, and we still don't have a head coach at this point. It was the Friday of that week. Obviously, he left on a Sunday. This was this Friday, so uh, about five days later, right? So we go down to Norman, and uh, they had some local, I guess, construction guys that were working on one of the houses back there, load them up in the back of a truck and drive them to the front of the neighborhood and then watch us to make sure that we didn't go anywhere. So it's we loaded them up and went over to Campus Corner, and I actually sat down with Parker, and that was when I ran over and took a photo of the stage being built in the Everett Center to announce Brent Venables. So... A wild week, no doubt about it. But yes, uh, my Twitter mentions uh, have been blowing up. My apologies, my apologies to uh, guys like George and and Eddie and Parker and all those guys that are tweeting about it, and everybody's spamming their uh, their replies with uh, with with smoker stories. But yeah, we got them back, and that was like I said, a week after or uh, five six days after, and we never. I mean, it was broad daylight. We never even got close to the house. They had security uh, going on and. Yeah, I mean, so it's funny because I've already been getting messages today being like, oh, my gosh, I was wondering where that story came from. So, yeah, Bro Bible is going to be very confused why all of a sudden, two years later, there's a bunch of clicks on that link. Jeez. Well, it sounds like they thought that you are going to bring an army to storm the castle there. Yeah, I mean, it. there were a lot of people that were uh, very bought in because, you know, if you already show that you can't smoke meat and then you Ooh. leave and go out to a place like L.A., like – you don't – there's one thing you don't do to a guy, and it's take his smokers and hold them hostage. So um, that was uh, that was something that a lot of people could uh, rally behind, and we went and got them, and it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, there were a lot of people telling me to do all kinds of things to that house. So I don't, I don't doubt they maybe thought that people might want to do something, but the idea that people 
I mean, that that quote started out, that recording started out, that audio said, so people broke into your house, you know, and he goes, yep. He's like, so multiple times. Like, he he literally says, yep, as if people were breaking into his house. You would have called the cops. There would be police reports. Like, there yeah. would be evidence we of would this. Know. We would know. And there's simply none. There's simply none. Too small of a community here. We would have heard of, of at least one. And George Storia put out the report. It just, uh, the, the Norman PD says that that didn't happen. Um couple of uh, interesting things that not not even a couple of interesting things I, I don't want to misquote it but there were two um like I want to I want to read the exact quote here so I don't uh misquote it here but basically saying that uh there were two there were two calls for suspicious activity at the Riley home on December 17th and December 19th three weeks after his departure from OU but there was no official incident or police report so there you go uh, here's a couple. Well, there's of- a uh, Dylan Dylan Buckingham uh, um, put something out. Obviously, he's with KFOR. He's a sports anchor with them, and then he's a. Um, he said, for what it's worth, our news department did some digging on the Riley threat slash break in. The Norman PD reports from December of 2021 state extra patrol was requested and that a black Escalade kept driving by the home. No mention of a break in. We're looking into it. Mm, interesting. All right, here's a couple other things that were said during this interview one about taking players to usc now we helped keep a lot of players there that are still there um but if you have a player that you recruited knew their family you've been in there with and he says coach i want to go with you do you say no do you like say no you were good enough to come with me to to this place but now I, I, i won't take you here like it's it's not easy so before that he's saying well people won't believe this but behind the scenes we Really helped a lot of guys stay at OU, and we told guys to, to stay at OU, and then he says that. Well, if I recruit him, what am I supposed to do? Tell him that they're good enough for OU but not USC? Basically, it was all the players that I didn't want, I tried to talk them into staying at OU. All the players I did want, like uh, Caleb Williams, what am I supposed to do? Not recruit him to USC? I recruited him to OU. What am I supposed to do Well, there? it's pretty fun. Well, it's pretty funny that, you know, we, we got – you know, we got Brent right after him, and Brent couldn't have been more of a polar opposite when it came to how you handle players you recruited to one school and not the other. Brent recruited that whole defense, you know, to to uh, and then had his obviously Todd Bates and Miguel Chavis was helping out all these guys. Like they recruited all those players to Clemson, and Lincoln says right there, "What was I supposed to do? Tell them they can't come with?" Uh, Brent did. I mean, yeah, you you yes. To answer your question, yes. That is what you say. But, again, Lincoln is terrified of the day that he might actually not have the best quarterback in the game. So that's why I think he's off to the NFL because Malachi Nelson ain't that dude. 918 says, not a, that guy. 918 says a black Escalade in a nice area? That's weird. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. That's str- Seriously. How strange. Oh, nice. How strange that a black Escalade was was in one of the most exclusive neighborhoods in in uh, in the Norman area. But hey guys, Lincoln Weird. Riley is happy. He'll tell you and one of the reasons according to his wife Caitlin, well, he can go to Trader Joe's now. I got to where I wouldn't go out to eat. The other day he was coming home from the office and he said, "Do you want to go to Trader Joe's?" And I said, "Okay, let's go." Just wanted to get out and go to the grocery store and but that he like loves his you, it floored that... me that that was just something that he wanted to do. That was nothing that we would do before. He he loves what he does absolutely to his core, but you know, there's a part that just wants to Go get gas and go to the grocery store. Nah, must have had a sale on avocado toast out there at the uh, the L.A. Trader Joe's, huh? That's why he wanted to go. Uh, he couldn't go out in public in Norman because 
Gosh, someone might come up to him and say, hey, coach, really love you, really enjoy you being here, right? He couldn't take any of that. And a big selling point to him was, well, I can just blend in in L.A. and no one will have to talk to me. None of my fans that pay all this money for tickets and travel and gear and all that, well, no one will ever come up and bother me. So glad, glad, yeah, uh, you. Yeah. glad you have that, Lincoln. Nice job, bud. What, what's great is nobody even comes and watches our football team play, which is awesome as well. You know, it's uh, I don't have to deal with a full stadium and all that attention and everything like that. Oh, did I say uh, I didn't like the attention? Oh, good. We've got another interview lined up about my Oklahoma departure. Sweet, because the last thing I would want is more attention. I mean, I, I think collectively as a as a fan base, we've moved on. This guy, um, just, he just obviously hasn't. He's still not at peace with the decision, or I, I don't really know what it is, but he's the one that continues to bring this up. And now it kind of sounds like he's blatantly lying based on um, some of the things that Norman PD is saying about the incidents that night. It's just a... It's a terrible look, and I hope he doesn't get a pass nationally. I really, really hope he doesn't get a pass nationally because he ain't getting it for me. He's not getting it from Travis, and he's not getting it from anyone here locally. I can promise you that much. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get back to OU football coming up next right here on The Ref. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur, you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle, and Midwest City, we'll work hard to get you back in the game. Ortho Central, number one in sports medicine and orthopedic care. Call 405-360-6764 and schedule an appointment today. Oklahoma football is the best, and Balfour of Norman on Historic Campus Corner has been Sooner fans' favorite OU shop for more than 45 years. Locally owned, Jerry and Libby invite you to stop by and see what is new. Choose from great polos from Jordan, Nike, Columbia, Antigua, and women's tees and fashion tops that'll get you game ready. You will also find something for the younger Sooner fans with sizes from newborn through youth. There's a large collection of OU hats, including the new Hui hats. With their selection of socks, Balfour literally has you covered from head to toe. But they are more than just a t-shirt shop with everything you need for tailgating or watch parties, serving pieces, barware, and even framed art of Sooner greats and other decorative pieces. If it says OU, Balfour has got it. You can count on Balfour of Norman for the best selection, quality, and service. Or shop online at crimsonproud.com, where you will find everything Sooner. Get geared up at Balfour of Norman, 792 Asp Avenue on Historic Campus Corner. 
If you're in your 40s or older and you're thinking about improving your vision, let me introduce you to the new LASIK, or as we like to call it, lens replacement. Lens replacement provides a permanent solution to your vision needs, unlike LASIK, which often leads patients needing reading glasses or adjusting to monovision. Here's the best part. With lens replacement, you'll never require cataract surgery. Lens replacement, the new LASIK. It's a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. It's time. All we want to think about is football and basketball season, but it's also insurance season. November 1st to December 15th is open enrollment for your individual medical coverage. It's the time you need to pick a new plan or update your income to avoid tax penalties. If you're uninsured, it's the only time to buy individual medical plans for 2024 without a qualifying event. Call Allison Insurance at 405-745-2968 or 800-580-5587. It won't cost anything and could save you a lot. Somewhere there's a river rushing through the woods while someone rushes through their day. There's a mountain looking up at the sky while someone looks down at their phone. A trail waiting to be walked while someone waits for a latte. This world is full of somewheres waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. Texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. You would think that's not actually going to be the case. They, they know it's a great team. Uh, they know how good they, is, they are this year, and historically they always are. And there'll be a lot of guys that know guys. We have a lot of in-state guys, they do, so there's always fun with that. Um, we talk about only six home games, we're down to five. It's a sellout crowd, so I'm sure there's going to be energy. Um, but at the same time, I talked with our staff a couple weeks ago. It's about preparing and giving our guys the best chance to win this game. It's also about developing long-term as we're starting the program and where you're trying to get to. So make sure we're doing everything we can to uh, you know, get the stops, kick it well, and score points. And by the way, make sure you're also getting the culture created as, you, as you're still building. Former OU offensive coordinator, current Tulsa head coach Kevin Wilson talking yesterday about the matchup in the 918 this weekend, OU Tulsa 2.30 on ESPN2. We will be at Chicken and the Wolf on Saturday before and after the game, just steps away from Chapman Stadium. So come join uh, myself, Travis Davidson, and a special guest as well in the postgame show. You're at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa today. What's going on over there, man? Yep, here at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa. Nice, uh, relaxing, clean area. They've really invested a lot of money in their uh, smoke eaters here. So, you know, it's not one of those places where you can't see your hand in front of your face because of the cigar smoke. Uh, full bar, obviously. They got a lot of big TVs around here. I think it would be a great place, Tyler, for a victory cigar this Saturday for everybody that will be in town for the Tulsa game. If we can uh, pull out a win, uh, which I like our chances. Uh, if we can pull out a win after you come by the postgame show, come down here to uh, Ash Cigar Bar and hang out with them. Uh, all right, let's look, read a few texts here. Break-ins at TVOW's house. Oh, yeah, we are SEC ready. 
Uh, Shark says, I don't have to show up for my coach's show on time or at all. Nobody cares about my crappy smoked uh, meat due, uh, due to being vegans and playing in front of 30,000 empty seats. Want to read a sports page, listen to sports radio, and prefers watching six or seven professional teams. Easy to understand why he made the covert move to the left coast. Uh, 918, I can't read the first part of that. He's saying basically it's such a crock, all this. He had both his girls at Chipotle on the 24th, or on 24th. One walking next to him, the other in his right arm, both hands full of food. I held the door open for him. No one even acknowledged who he was, not even me, and watched him in, get in a get this black Escalade with Chipotle and both his girls. Go cry me a river. Yeah, that's um, yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty funny Norman's element to the story, enough. right? It's like what happened in one of those uh, interesting, you know, nights that they're referring to. Oh, there was a black Escalade driving around the neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> okay. It was probably some poor DoorDasher or something like that that was trying to trying to find the house to deliver some food to or something. But no, it's it's uh, it's just the the most offensive part about all this. A, he won't shut up about it. B, it's that he intimated that OU fans were willing to physically hurt his young children um, because of the move. That's. That is the the most upsetting part about all this is, oh, well, sure, 95% of them are good, but t- 5%? Dude, Tyler, there's 700,000. Yeah, there's, there's no way, man. Yeah, there's 700,000 people that follow OU football on Twitter alone. Let's call it a million people, right? I mean, quick math, you're assuming, what, 50,000 people are willing to hurt your children? Get out of here, man. I'm Ugh. It's just, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Derek says the college football Reddit, which is over 2 million people, doesn't believe a word of what Muleshoe says, including some reasonable USC fans. I do remember, um, remember Jim McElwain when he was the head coach at Florida? You probably immediately thought of the uh, photo of him with the naked shark on the boat, or at least some people thought <laughs> it was him, that's right? That's exactly what I think Not of. a great <laughs> mental image when you think of Jim McElwain at Florida. But didn't he get in a lot of trouble there four, five, six years ago? Didn't he get caught lying? Uh, didn't like saying that Florida fans were sending he and his family death threats? He got caught in that lie. I think that happened. So I just I, yeah, I, I that, wonder if Lincoln's going to get caught in a lie here. Yeah, that uh, I, I I just I don't know who's going to call him out on it because like we've seen so many of the national people they want L.A. Like, they, they want that market to care about football, and that's why he's been able to get away with a lot of it. I think a lot of college football fans across the country are like, dude, give it up. Like, just like, why are we still talking about this? But you're going to – like, I guarantee you Colin Coward does a segment on this tomorrow. Oh, guarantee I'm sure. it. I'm sure. It'll be misinformation. Go figure. 918, Muleshoe's trying to paint Norman in a bad light so he wins on head-to-head football recruits. Well, it's too late for Taylor Tatum. He already got stuffed in a locker on that one. Um He needs some help on the recruiting front. I was led to believe that he was going to dominate West Coast recruiting, national recruiting once he got to USC, but we're about to see the second consecutive cycle where OU finishes with not just a higher-ranked recruiting class. Travis, they got a chance to finish with a much higher-ranked recruiting class than USC this year. Yeah, and 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 they'll they'll say, oh well, you know, we we care more about the portal, you know, we want we want proven, you know, people like, 
No, just say you, you struck out. You've got all these decommitments. Oh, you didn't want them? You didn't want all those kids that decommitted from you? The six decommitments in this cycle and the next combined? You didn't want that? You didn't want your offensive linemen leaving you? You didn't want any of that? Take a hike. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And as we said, just uh, added, <laughs> added drama that we've uh, had to talk about here over the course of the past week. We're just, just trying to improve defensively, figure some things out offensively here moving forward. Here's the second story in a week that hasn't involved the personnel of this team necessarily that uh, that we've had to spend time on. And I do think the whole Art Bryles situation, I think the, this Lincoln-Riley situation today, we have talked about the defense being better. We've talked about the offense and maybe what they need to do going into this weekend. I'll tell you a story that shouldn't be under the radar, but it actually is a little under the radar. And maybe because of the other stories that we've had to talk about, how about special teams, man? OU's played two games this year, Travis, and they've had two incredibly big special teams play in both of those games. So I don't know if I need to be greedy now here moving forward and just expect a big special teams play every week or every other week, but I do. I, I feel like after not seeing it for several years, I'm starting to get a little bit spoiled here. I'm getting a lot excited saying, oh my God, a special teams, is, is that about to be a thing every single week for this team? You know, what's funny is, you know, every week I, I do a I do an article, ironically called Cooking with Grill Boy on OU Insider uh, for the VIPs there. And, you know, I put in my bold predictions this week that there will be another big play on special teams, whether that's a return or a block or something like that. And I, I thought about not adding it because I'm not sure it's bold. If something happens in the first two weeks of the season, I don't think you can then technically call it bold for it to happen in the third week and the efficiency when you look at offensive defenses and special team efficiency i believe we're number two in the country and tyler not just the blocked punt which was massive from peyton bowen not only the punt return touchdown first since 2016 by gavin freeman but even things like no touchbacks right we i think we have five punts zero touchbacks like i know like i love turk just like everybody else but he often tried to stop it like on within the five and then it would roll into the end zone right yep. i mean those are big time plays it seems like plaster while not trying to pin him on the one it seems like we're you know we're, we're i don't know what the average field position is off punts but it seems like he's been doing a really good job and how about our kick coverage no real big returns uh, Kip Lewis on the, on the first game of the or last on the, week. I mean, Oof. yeah, against SMU. SMU, he goes on to have nine tackles on 20 snaps, but perhaps his most impressive was getting all the way down the field and rocking somebody on a punt. I mean, that's the thing is the the big plays are one thing, Tyler, and obviously I would love to keep having the you know the flash plays like or the splash plays like the like the blocks and like the returns, but something as simple as not kicking touchbacks and something as simple as going down and not allowing returns because you're there quickly. That's the kind of stuff I want to continue to see all year. Well, how about this? And I I don't know if you want to give OU credit for this necessarily, but it's at least something that's happened throughout the first two games. Another thing on special teams that it just doesn't feel like for whatever reason it's happened here previously. Maybe I'm noticing it more. I don't know. But Arkansas State apparently had a really good kicker. What was he, like preseason all-conference or last year? Maybe he was he a Lou was, Groza finalist last Lou year. Lou Groza finalist, and he missed two field goals against you. Again, I don't know if you want to give credit to that for OU, but you had two missed field goals in week one against Arkansas State, 
and then SMU had a missed field goal as well. It just feels like when it comes to defense and special teams, the the plays that maybe were going against you last year are all of a sudden starting to flip a little bit. Um, during a 6-7 and seven year, I don't know how many missed field goals were against OU last year, but it didn't feel like there was a lot. Uh, it, it just, it just kind of feels like the... Uh, the, the overall luck factor, and I guess that's what happens when you've got better players and you do things the right way. You tend to be maybe a little bit more of a lucky football team. The, the ball bounces your way a little bit. But in every asset of special teams, the return game, the coverage game, the punting game, the kicking game, even missed field goals have been like something nice so far throughout the first two games. We need to, uh, we need to talk to our boy Tim Lasher and ask him if – I mean, obviously, you see kickers are probably wrapped up in their own routines and everything like that. If they see a punt get blocked by a unit, does that ever enter their mind as a place kicker, thinking, man, these guys are really fast off the edge, they got this, that, and the other? If a, if a team makes special play, big special teams plays elsewhere across special teams, does that ever enter a place kicker's mind uh, that they could be coming after them. I think. I, I think. Yeah. I think. I think if it affects them even half of a percent, Tyler, I think that's that's big. Greg from Lawton says pressure. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, maybe, yeah, it, it could be just that. Maybe a little bit more pressure getting after a kicker, uh, more capable blocking a kick. But three missed kicks in the in the first two weeks is is interesting. Um, back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. From the 405, kickoff touchbacks have been solid, too. That's right. Uh, 918, I'm on my way home from work, and there's a black Escalade behind me. Do I need to call the cops? I'm awfully, uh, it's awfully suspicious behavior. At least one family thought that. At least one family thought that yeah. with the black Escalade. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, George Stoya, uh, the wonderful investigator that he is, has already found the police incident reports for those nights and uh yeah it's 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 just dumb it's dumb that we're spending time on this but a, a peek into kind of because i know that there are people that are listening out there right now going jeez that's enough can we talk about football but that's the thing well that's the fine line that we have to walk because the text messages are 95 yeah. percent lincoln riley stuff so it's like, and we, I don't want to. I, I just we would rather. I would rather talk about football. I would rather I, talk about. I don't want him to get away with this though. Like I don't want him to just, know. you know, say this crap that is proven to kind of be untrue here over the course of the past couple of hours. I don't want At him to just be able to say this, and then everyone nationally just running with, "Oh my God, OU fans are the worst fan base in college football." I don't want him to have a free lane to that because I don't think it's true. I think it's crap. I think it's uh, seriously unfair. I don't think it represents the OU fan base or the people of Oklahoma. Like, I don't want him to get away with that because it's so it's so wrong, man, and it pisses me off when I think about it. Yeah, no, it it does. Like I said, the. The idea, now you've got USC fans on Twitter saying that uh, OU fans were threatening toddlers at school. Like, that's the problem with the narrative is it gets turned into something like, first of all, toddlers aren't in school, first of all. You know what I mean? Like, But that's the thing. It gets turned into this just sensationalized argument of this, that, and the other. And we may not be able to prove beyond one million percent that it isn't true, but so far we haven't seen any evidence that proves beyond a million percent that it that it is true you know what i mean so 
it's it's just annoying. It's he said, she said, and it's two years later, and all of a sudden it's the first thing we're hearing about your family being threatened. Yeah. I think that would come up in the first five or six interviews he did about this process. Chris of the 918, I sent on a tweet to the realtor of the house to see if any break-ins actually happened. Chris of the 918, thank you. I know you'll report back to us uh, once you have more information. All right, uh, Meyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. We'll hit the big stories going on in college football coming up next right here on The Ref. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. No Teddy today, so no what uh, no what caught Teddy's eye. But I will tell you that that segment is brought to you by Yalagosny Law. Give them a call, 405-800-8080. That's Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080. I got some big stories across college football as we enter into week three. First, Greg yeah. McElroy, college football analyst, former Alabama quarterback, said this. Quote, he believes the Alabama dynasty is over. To say the dynasty is over, yeah, I think the run of dominance in which they destroy every opponent is done, but it doesn't mean that I don't think they can't win a championship, end quote. What do you make of that from Greg McElroy? Uh, I think a couple of things. First off, I think that a guy like Greg McElroy might take a little bit of pride in in it being over, and I know that sounds weird, but like if if they went on to win another ten titles after him, then that by by pure logic would make his impact less. Yeah, because because they were able to do it for so long without him. It's almost like, hey, you know, you 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 want the places that you leave to not do better when you leave, right? <laughs> that's that's human nature. So. With that, I think that part that might be wish casting a bit on his part, saying, "Well, you know, now that you know I'm gone, you know, of course." And not that he said it like that, but he's like, "Oh, it's over." But also, the second thing I think about it, Tyler, is, duh, Georgia's won the last two national championships. I mean, and Alabama just lost it. Like, it's it's a it's pretty low hanging fruit to say that Alabama won't be the dominant force that. Like that we that we were accustomed to the most dom- maybe the most dominant decade of college football. It's not that hot of a take to say they're not that anymore, and they may not be that again. Sure, right. That's what we're comparing it to. Because even before, because even before Georgia won a second one, I think it's I think it's not that hot of a take to say that you're not going to put up another decade of the most dominant of all time. You know, like like that's yeah that that seems like low hanging fruit. But like I said, he's either coming from a place of hey they can't do what what I did and what we did whenever I was there. And then second is, yeah, duh. Yeah, you know that why, what it's evidenced by is another SEC school winning back-to-back national championships and you just getting uh, getting blown out, not blown out at home, but handled at home when you were a seven-point favorite. So, yeah. Here's a fascinating take from Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh on his quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is comparing J.J. McCarthy, Michigan's starting quarterback, to Andrew Luck, quote, I hate to compare, oh right? But very much like Andrew Luck, a quarterback that's once in a generation, end quote. Now, if we're talking about Michigan quarterbacks, 
Um, that one's even tough for me to get to. I mean, J.J. McCarthy's a he's a he's a nice player. He led Michigan to the college football playoff last year. He made some very big mistakes in that TCU game. Comparing him to Andrew Luck and saying that he's a quarterback that's once in a generation. Um, I'm sorry, Jim. I'm gonna have to really disagree with you there on all fronts. I don't. I'm not. I'm not buying that one. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I've been I've been trying to talk myself into certain quarterbacks, Tyler, because I know my Vikings are going to sign, going to take one with their first pick this year, and I can't for the life of me get on board with wanting Quinn Ewers. So you start to look at that kind of like 10 to 20 range, and J.J. McCarthy's in there, so I keep on trying to talk myself into J.J. McCarthy and thinking he's the one. So, hey, when I first heard that quote, I was like, thank God, let's go, bring him to Minnesota, but – I still, I still can't do it. I still can't do it, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, Missouri, they're trying to plan ahead just in case Eli Drinkwitz doesn't work out. And according to uh, one of their message boards post, if Drink doesn't work out, they would like to see them go for Bob Stoops. Go for Stoops, says the message on TigerBoard.com. We can afford him. He can outright recruit with the best. Heck of a game po- uh, coach can evaluate talent at the high school level and just might like to coach against his brother, Heupel, Georgia, and Bama to show that he still got it. So Missouri, at least one Missouri fan, thinks that they would have a reasonable chance with Bob Stoops. I've got bad news for him. I don't know I don't know I don't know which of their points is, is funnier. The we can afford him. No, you most certainly can't because there is no amount of money that you can pay Bob Stoops to get back into college coaching, back into recruiting, you know, away from his champion XFL team, his championship XFL team, you know, away from his, you know, cigar, golf, and tequila outings, you know, like away from joining the rush at 320 um, every Tuesday. Like, you know, you can't get him away from those important parts of his life. And then the idea that he would really want to prove that he's still got it, who do who do they think they're talking about? He yeah he didn't like, have to prove one, anything. A Hall of to Fame anyone. coach. Yeah he yeah the fact that you're wanting him to come back to college proves that he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. That's that's literally the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the message. And I do think it's hilarious how Missouri fans were. Uh, why would Williams Winery go to Brent Venables? He's going to be fired after this year. He's a bum. And then after two weeks, Tyler, they're already putting together hot boards of who's going to take over for their Eli Drinkwitz uh, lame duck. That's hilarious. Heisman odds per bet MGM. Caleb Williams is the favorite right now. Carl's Jr. himself at plus 450. Jordan Travis with the second best odds at plus 950. Michael Penix Jr. tied with Jordan Travis, also at plus 950. There's Quinn Ewers sitting at number four, plus 1,100. Anyone through two weeks um, that you would throw some money at to be the Heisman Trophy winner at the end of this year? Sam Hartman's up there. Shudder Sanders, Drew Aller, Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy. Dylan Gabriel's got the 10th best odds at plus 3,100. Anyone that you would throw a 100 bucks at right now on the line? I mean, if the season were to stop right now, Tyler, I'd probably, I'd probably put my money on Shadur. Um, I don't think that they've played anybody all that worth anything. I think Nebraska's quarterback situation is flat out embarrassing. Uh, obviously, TCU isn't exactly who that we thought they were, um, but the I've never seen a hype machine like we're seeing around Colorado. Never, That's crazy, ever. Man. 
Well, game day and big and noon are going to the Colorado-Colorado State game this weekend. CSU's awful. Yeah, I, and I mean, NFL or uh, CFB on Fox's Twitter put a video up of, of Travis Hunter getting absolutely dog-walked by a tight end 20 yards down the field, and Travis Hunter rips, his, rips the tight end's helmet off, and CFB on Fox is like, oh, Shadur Sanders has that dog in him. Like, what? He just got blocked 20 yards down the field and ripped another dude's helmet off, and that is the clip that you post? Like, that's what is fascinating to me, Tyler, is the, look, Colorado's went 2-0. and Good for them. They've, they've, they've put up a ton of points. Good for them. But nobody, even the staunchest Colorado fans and Dion fans, can sit there and say, yes, this is – this is absolutely a, a an appropriate amount of hype that uh, they're being given on social media. So for that, I mean, Shador Sanders, just bet on the hype train, man. Bet on the hype train. Last one I have, it's not college football, but it is high school football and two OU commits. OU's got two commits playing for IMG Academy in the state of Florida. Jaden Jackson, a defensive lineman. David Stone, which you all know of, a defensive lineman as well. Apparently, they had to call a game at halftime last night because IMG jumped out to a 96-0 to lead. I will, re- I will repeat that. IMG led a game last night over West Toronto Prep in Canada, 96 to nothing, and they had to call the game at halftime. Jeez. After, after David Stone well, had the number one play of the weekend, according to 24-7 Sports, and all of high school football, 96 nothing at halftime. Woo! Well, and that team was out of Canada, right? Yes, West Toronto Prep. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd imagine probably uh, some governments got involved. They're like, look, guys. We Even don't Mike Lupica didn't have an we'll... issue with running up the score since they were from Canada. <laughs> exactly. IMG, man, the American dream, doing, doing what Americans are supposed to do, right? So, yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. <laughs> they just called the game. Said, not a running clock, Tyler. Not a running clock, not a, you know, blah, like, no. Just call the game. It's I, over. It's I, done. I don't think I this, wonder how that affects statistics. I don't know. I don't think this is a Bishop Sycamore situation, but I don't think Bishop Sycamore even got beat 96 nothing, and they had to call the game after two quarters. Oof, that's <laughs> bad. Uh, okay, we'll, uh, we'll take one final timeout for, uh, for hour number two. We'll come back with more OU football next. Right here on The Ref, we're the Homeless Sooner fans. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. You're World. This is how we help kids beat cancer all over. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. We will be back. We'll be in Tulsa. Travis is in Tulsa today. We'll both be in Tulsa before and after the game on Saturday at Chicken and the Wolf just steps away from Chapman Stadium. We will have K-Ref swag to give away. So if you want some K-Ref swag, maybe a hat, a t-shirt, koozies, we'll have all of that at Chicken and the Wolf, 3136 East 11th Street, uh, right there in Tulsa for the 2.30 kickoff. We'll be there for uh, two hours before the game, two hours after the game. What's going on with you today at uh, Ash Cigar Bar? Well, I'm with my friends over here at Ash Cigar Bar. They've been great partners to us in the past, so we decided, 
hey, week of the Tulsa game, there's no better spot to have it because if Tulsa gets that uh, big win that we – or if Oklahoma gets that big win against Tulsa like we expect them to, then this is the perfect spot for that celebratory cigar. They've got a nice walk-in humidor uh, that's got everything you need. They've got the nice big wine cellar as well. Full bar, comfortable, comfortable seating, big TVs. They've got the good smoke eaters. So, again, you can – you can actually see who you're talking to. It's not through a, a cloud of uh, cigar smoke. Really, really nice spot. I, I, I actually hang out here regularly, so uh, this, is, uh, this is why I like doing it here because uh, it feels like home. CBS quarterback power rankings right now in the sports. You tell me if you agree with the top five, which, by the way, Dylan Gabriel was not in the top ten, and they had, what, five, six quarterbacks in the honorable mention. He wasn't mentioned in that either. But the top five goes as followed, according to CBS. Quinn Ewers is number one. Wow. Uh, Caleb Williams is number two. Sam Hartman at Notre Dame is number three. Shadur Sanders at Colorado is four. Michael Penix Jr. at Washington is five. Any issues with that top five? I mean, I, I wouldn't have Quinn Ewers number one. Same. I mean, it's, it's a Good situation start. where... You can't just say, if this is just on week two performances, maybe the biggest performance, sure. You can you can put Quinn up there in some type of weird just power rankings or whatever you want. But if it's through three games for some, two games for most, then Quinn hasn't done anything to get up there. I mean, against Rice, he was meh. I mean, against Rice, a Rice team that's not very good, uh, that's actually probably bad. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would drop Quinn, but, again, it feels like, okay, everybody's been waiting for Texas to finally prove them right when they've picked them for so many big wins. They got that win, so I guess I can't get too mad at putting Quinn up there. Uh, I would I would probably right now through two games, just based on stats alone, put Shadur Sanders up there. Um, School record ba- is first start, on, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just what he's been through two weeks, I would put Shadur Sanders up there. They're going to have to figure out – He's got to figure out his pocket presence, and he's got to, they got to figure out that offensive line because, what, did he get sacked seven times last game? They weren't great in the first half, man. I mean, really, like they generated some offense in the second half, but if it wasn't for Jeff Sims turning the ball over every time he touched it, then Colorado goes into halftime. I, I don't know if they get shut out, but they, they don't have many points on the board going into halftime if not. Like, Shadur Sanders needs to th- send uh, Jeff Sims a-, a thank you card for some of the field position he gave their offense. Yeah. I mean, it's it's odd because is the offense just, if it's not Dylan Edwards, then it's, you know, screw it, Travis Hunter's down there somewhere. Yes. How many... How many snaps did Travis Hunter have? Like, didn't he have like 120 in the first week? I think he had. Did he did have he over 100? The ball. I think he had over 100 again last week, I, I, I want to say. But he's he's playing a ton, man. More than any other player yeah, in they're the gonna, sport. They're going to get him hurt, man. They're going to get him hurt. His uh, his uh, his Achilles, uh, or not his Achilles, his uh, ACL is going to be and then what? by week eight. And, and then where do they go from there? Like, they've got some good front-line players. There's no doubt about it, but... Depth yeah, is yeah, still yeah. a real concern for him or for, for them. And if Shadur Sanders, Dylan Edwards, Travis Hunter are out for any extended period of time, like they're gonna feel the hurt from that. Like very, 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 very much so. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be uh, they're gonna have some issues if they start getting their front line guys hurt. That's that's for sure. Uh okay, yeah. all right, let's hit it. Final hour of the rush coming up next. More OU Tulsa, more Sooner football on either side. Keep it locked on the ref.
You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app.